When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey gang, welcome back to the Trading Coach Podcast. Today, I wanna give a little bit of a reality check about trading. And um, I don't wanna make this too much doom and gloom. So what I wanna do is kinda break you down a little bit in the beginning and and give you some harsh truths and and then hopefully build you back up at the end. Because my intention as a a trader and a a trading educator and a host of a, a top highly rated Trading Coach Podcast is not to discourage you, right? I, I come from a situation very similar to many of you guys where I have a dream and it's a dream that involves not necessarily trading, but it was a dream of finding independence, uh, finding my own form of entrepreneurship and, and making a lot of money at the same time so that I can eventually use that money to buy myself freedom. And I, I never want to discourage anyone else from following that dream, but I also understand that a crucial part of that dream and and really any dream out there is having a realistic expectation of what it looks like to chase that dream because typically many of us fail or, or many of us many of the mistakes that we make that cause us to fail come from having a false expectation and a need to kind of overcorrect because of that and today's episode is going to be uh, kind of a follow up on the previous episode I did and I actually got a voicemail from the, the trader that left the comment on the last episode. So if you haven't listened to the last episode of the Trading Coach Podcast, I think it's called Thanks for the Comment, But You're Wrong, um, make sure you listen to that first because that's going to provide the perspective that this one follows up on. And unfortunately, there's no way to kind of respond to the, the trader voicemail on Spotify and I couldn't message you back. It just doesn't give me those options. But I do want to let you know because you said you are a frequent and regular listener of the Trading Coach Podcast that I did get it. I did appreciate it. There's no animosity. There's no hate. It's good to see that I didn't come across that way either in the last podcast, as that is always a concern. I don't want to piss anyone off, especially, you know, you know, unless someone deserves it, obviously. But I, I do like having conversations and I, I try to keep them as conversations and not arguments because I think that's important to the learning process. And what the traders said in um, the voice message, the, kind of the, the the main points of it is one, that this guy is a consistently profitable trader. So it's not just kind of a newbie that doesn't know what they're talking about. This is a consistently profitable trader who left the message. Um, and he also admitted that, hey, he doesn't really know how we operate at tier one trading. So that was part of the comment about how, you know, our philosophy on teaching. But the point that I want to really lock in on was this. He said that the reason I came to that conclusion, and I meaning him, the reason that he came to this conclusion about it being realistic to make, what did I say, 20, 30% um, a month in the markets is because that's what many of these prop firm challenges require. Many of these prop firm challenges in order to pass at least that initial test require that you make maybe 10% in the month. And his way of thinking was that, okay, well, if a prop firm decided to, an online prop firm, decided to make this the expectation, the clearance mark of their challenge, it must be because that's what they expect good traders to make, therefore making it a realistic expectation. 
If not, then the prop firms are doing nothing but scamming people. And, you know, that's there's nothing wrong with thinking that way. But unfortunately, that isn't the truth. Now, prop firms aren't a scam. Speaking of scam, there's a new scam out with me, right? Aside from your normal social media ones, there's there's a site called Earn With Experts or something, and there's apparently a, a fake Akil out there taking money. I think it just took either $2,000 or $20,000 from a bunch of people on there. So always be aware. Just do your due diligence. Check with me first. You guys know where to find me. You know my philosophy on stuff. So if I ever ask for like money, that's a big red flag that it's not me. But speaking of scams, just wanted to make you aware of the latest one. It's annoying, but nothing I can do about it. But online prop firms aren't a scam. In fact, it's quite the opposite. They are a great business model. They are probably one of the, the, the perfect business models out there because you think about it like this. They offer this challenge for you to take. And in order to take the challenge, you have to give them money. So they make money, right? If you pass the challenge, right? Most people will fail this challenge. So we'll get into that a little bit later, but most people will fail this challenge and they, they collect the money and you know no harm for those. The people are out the door into the next thing, right? If you are good enough to pass this challenge, you either have to take the next series in the challenge or you get access to trade money. And if you pass it, you are a good trader and you get access to make money for the prop firm. So they're either making money off of you for accepting the challenge and failing, or they're making money off you for accepting the challenge, passing the challenge, and then you're doing the work for them. It is a, a great business model. But understand it is a business, right? They are not making these numbers because they think it's realistic for any trader or the majority of traders to achieve it, they are making these challenges so tough because they simply want to take your money. And again, there's, there, there, you, you, you can say it's simply trying to take your money. You can say it's weeding out and only wanting the best of the best. It could be a little bit of, of both. But I can tell you from experience that all, all the prop firms that have reached out to me and, and asked for partnerships and stuff like that, one of the reasons that we've always declined working with them is because of philosophy. I always ask, you know, what is your general philosophy on helping traders, supporting traders? Are you in this just to make profit, which which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Are you in this just to make profit or are you in this to actually kind of help traders? And the majority of them um, are in it. At least the main reason is for just to make profit. And that's something that just doesn't mesh with me. I'm all about making money, but there are things that are more important than that. So to think that it should be an expectation that everyone, that every good trader should be in a position to past this challenge is just not a real expectation. And I want to bring you back to a podcast we did in the past about just the percentages of people that actually pass these challenges. Yes, I'm aware there are different challenges out there and, 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 and you know, whatever, some are year long, some are monthly, whatever like that. But in general, there are there is a very, very small percentage of people that pass these challenges, right? I know they make them look sexy, right? Ever since I did the, the Surge Trader podcast interview or episode, I'm getting ads of Surge Trader all over my place where they're, you know, they're giving tutorials and they're in fancy cars and there's the, I guess the, the co-owner or whatever like that. She's in like a skimpy bikini telling me all this stuff, getting me all fired up. I want to trade and make money, right? It's like the casino with all the bells and whistle. That's how they kind of, they bait us in. They, they, they play on our our emotions, they play on the, the hopium that we're sniffing and the dreams that we're chasing and they get us in the door and they get our money and then we figure out harshly that most of us aren't prepared. And the harsh reality is that 
only about 10% of traders. I've heard up to 15%, right? But usually, you know, anywhere between like four and 15% is what they're saying. So let's call it 10 in the middle, right? Only about 10%, I don't know if that's in the middle or not, but close enough. Um, only about 10% of traders that take the challenge actually pass. And then only about one to 2% of those who pass the challenge, right? So 10% of them actually pass. They get to the point where they can get funded. Out of that 10%, only one to 2% of them actually can replicate that, meaning they can stay on and continue to be funded, hit those expectations again. And that's what we spoke about where it's like, hey, you may pass because you're doing something different. You're doing something risky. Maybe you caught a hot streak and uh, you got lucky, right time, right place. But trading is a marathon. Trading is not about what you can do today, what you can do tomorrow, next week, next month. Honestly, it's not even what you can do by the end of next year. It's what you can consistently replicate year over year over year. And that is where you get your longevity. Anything else is very, very dangerous because if you pick up and change your life off of something that isn't sustainable, you've put yourself in a really risky position because now you've gone all in on this thing before you actually know if you're ready or not. And just to put things in perspective on how difficult this is, let's go back to the Mark Douglas hierarchy of traders. If you guys aren't familiar, Mark Douglas, uh, may he rest in peace, great author, wrote some great books. Two that I recommend are The Disciplined Trader and Trading in the Zone. There's also a YouTube series that he did. I don't know the name of it, but if you kind of probably YouTube search Mark Douglas something, there's like this big part of, I guess, a live seminar that he did. It is a great read, a great listen. I highly recommend it for any trader out there. But what he did was he kind of categorized traders into three categories. You imagine a pyramid, the, the bigger part, wider parts at the bottom, then middle, then small part at the, the peak, right? So 50% of traders are just failing traders. That's the wide part at the bottom. 50% of traders will fail, meaning that they come in, they lose money, they go into the next thing, right? They, they're in and out the door very quickly for various reasons. Either they find out it's not what they thought it was, it's harder, they blow money, they're reckless, whatever it may be, doesn't really matter. 50% of people that open the door will fail. About 40% are going to be in the middle category, and that's called the boomer busters. Those are people that are kind of teeter-tottering right on that line of success and failure. They're not quite doing enough to be consistently profitable or consistently profitable to a degree that it allows them to kind of take it to the next step with trading, um, but they're probably not doing enough to fail either. These are typically the traders that we work with at Tier 1 Trading, where it's like, you're good enough not to go broke, which is, you know, tap yourself on the back because again, 50% of people go broke. So that it is not a bad thing to be stuck in this middle level. You're good enough not to go broke, which means you understand some concepts, whether it's some technical concepts, whether it's some psychological concepts, whether it's some risk management concepts. However, you're also lacking something because there is an obstacle that is standing in your way that you can't overcome or you just can't overcome for the long term. So imagine like a you know, one of those, we were watching American Ninja Warrior the other day and they have that little that little wall you have to run up at the end. Imagine someone like always getting to the end of the course, but like running up the wall and they just can't hold on to the top. They keep falling down, but they still have enough time. So they run up the wall again, they get halfway up and then they fall down, right? You're stuck in there. We're like, you, you've got almost everything done, but there's one more thing you need to work on. And the same thing, you know, in my experience, that one more thing you need to work on either falls in one of the three categories. The technical side, you're, you're trading something wrong, you're not reading the markets right, you don't have an edge, 
the psychological side where you're just sabotaging yourself because you never concentrated on trading psychology for you know various reasons or the risk management side where you're just you know doing all types of improper risk behaviors and you know blowing too much or of course the, the combination but there's some types type of obstacle stopping you from success above that is the final 10%. And these 10% are the successful traders. These are those who have become successful enough in trading to make a difference in their life. It doesn't mean, you know, fancy cars and, and private jets and stuff like that, but they can either make a consistent supplemental income, maybe they can go full time, maybe they can work for a prop firm, maybe they can manage money for others, you know, whatever have you. And just to break that top category down as well, I would say probably about half or maybe a third of that top category is what's called the super trader, right? And the super trader are the ones that are really making the bank. So all of the stories that you hear about, because here's the thing, right? The super traders, you actually don't hear about the super traders because they're not on social media making videos about how much money they make, right? Typically, those people kind of keep it to themselves. But the super traders are the ones that are actually doing all the stuff you're hearing about on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or all these commercials that come up. They're really making that. And the reason they're not wasting their time doing all the social media stuff is because one, they don't want anyone to know privacy. Two, they're not trying to attract clients or sell signals or whatever it may be because they're doing just fine by themselves, right? They're working in an inner circle that doesn't involve marketing that way. So if we were to break this down into like a nice easy round number, so let's just say, you know, we have a hundred, this whole hundred percent group is a hundred traders, right? 50 of those traders are out the door right away, right? Then we have the, so 50 of those traders are out the door right away. They would never even entertain taking a prop firm challenge. So that leaves us with another 50 traders, right? The, the 40 in the middle and the 10% the at the top. Let's say half of this group decided to take a prop firm challenge because not everyone's interested in doing so, but let's say half. So maybe 25 of those 50 traders are interested in doing like a prop firm challenge. Going back to that number of only 10% of traders pass, that is 2.5, we'll round it up to three, three traders out of that group of 25 actually pass the challenge. Then you go on to the other one to 2% of people that have sustainable results in that challenge, which is only one to 2% of that. We can basically cut that in half and let's just say one person out of that initial group of 100 is passing that prop firm challenge. And this goes back to the conversation we had about realistic expectations, right? There's a difference between realistic expectations and, and, and is it doable? Is it doable for you to be in a room of 100 individuals and say, I'm going to be the only one that comes out of this door? Yes, it's doable. In fact, that's my mindset whenever I do. If you put me in a if you put me in a hunger game situation where like there's one weapon in the middle and there's a hundred of us, I'm fully confident and I'm gonna grab that weapon and kill everyone. That's really harsh. I'm sorry, guys. I don't I don't know why I went there. I had a could have used I, I try to get away from my usual sports analogy because you guys get bored with that stuff and I just went to violence. See what happens here. But you guys get the point. You know, but that's how competitive the the, the game is, right? But it is doable. Is it realistic if we just go from a, a, a pure odds perspective? Well, well, no, we have a 1% chance of being successful out of this 100 trader group. It's not realistic that I will be the one that makes it through, but it's definitely possible. And, and, and that's what I mean when we have to separate, is it doable versus is it realistic? Now, the cool thing is this, right? 
we don't have to be in that 1% to be successful. And I think that's where a lot of traders get into trouble, right? We think that we have to be that one to make it through the door. The truth is, although there is one main weapon in the middle of the Hunger Games battlefield, there are, oh, I'm gonna, a different analogy. Let, 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 let's go to sports, right? Because sports is very similar. Sorry, this is my comfort zone. We have different levels in sports. Let's take, uh, you know, European soccer, for example, right? European football, whatever, right? There are different, levels of of i guess different levels you can make it to so my kid wants to be a soccer player that is his dream right now and 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 you know we are pushing we're, we're not i'm not over coaching him just letting him have fun but i'm going to support him in his dream whatever his dream may be if my kid one day gets good enough to be on the u.s men's national team that will be like the upper echelon of success right you can't get any more successful than that than being on your country's national team but what if he doesn't make the national team, but he ends up on like a, you know, a mid-table team in the Premier League, right? Well, that's still very successful because that's very hard to make it that high up. Well, let's say he doesn't make it to a, a, a Premier League. He's in another European league, maybe the Championship or the Bundesliga, La Liga, some French league, whatever like that. He's still in a professional league in Europe. That is maybe not as successful as being on your national team, maybe not as successful as being in the Premier League, but still rather successful. Okay, what if he doesn't make Europe and he just makes the MLS, right? He's still a professional soccer player. That's still very successful, a lot more successful than anything else. Let's say he doesn't even make um, professional soccer and he just plays the college and he's able to get a scholarship so he can go to college for free, get a free education and do something he loves. That is also successful. Even if he gets to the point where he doesn't have a scholarship, plays that college as a walk-on, develop some skills and uses that skill to, you know, grow a business where he's setting up camps or, or technology that helps train people better, something soccer related, he is still successful, right? Because now he's used a skill that he's developed to grow a business out of it, right? These are all different levels of success and there's no percentage numbers on that. But obviously, if it's the one out of the 100 that make the Premier League, whatever that upper echelon of success that I said, there's going to be multiples of more percentages that achieve the other, right? Maybe 2% or 1% makes the national team, 2% makes Premier League, 5% makes a European League, 10% makes a, you know, whatever Major League Soccer, 20% makes a, you know, a college, right? These numbers aren't real, I'm just making them up, but you guys get the point. There are other levels of success that you can shoot for and still be successful. Now, again, I'm not saying don't shoot to be the best. Do it. But it's that 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 old saying, was it? Shoot for the star and land on the moon. Even if you shoot for the stars and you miss, you're going to land at a higher place than you were before, and that's okay. You know, look at me in my, you know, personal career, right? I'm not a super trader. I I'm I'm fully transparent about that. You you heard that by the last few episodes, right? I am not a super trader by any means, right? If you put me in a competition, I am not going to win. If you line me up against the best traders out there, you know, you're going to laugh at me. But what I've been able to do is I've been able to take something that I love, a passion of mine, and I've been able to develop it as a skill that I can use to make income and a skill that I can use to start a business that creates more income and a skill that I can use to start a business that allows me to have freedom of time and financial freedom at the same time. And that is the ultimate goal, right? I never worked a real job in my life. 
And what I mean by real job is like a nine to five. I've done like the odd jobs. I was, a, you know, a store clerk. I did fast food. I was a janitor. I cleaned toilets. I worked in the school district, but never like a, you know, I never scaled the corporate ladder. I never even touched the corporate ladder. In fact, I turned down a job that would have put me on the corporate ladder because I didn't like that. I didn't have freedom. I was tired of having a boss. I said, hey, can I have some flexibility? Because, you know, I, I like to have these hours open. They said, no, you got to do this hour to this hour every day. And I'm like, OK, well, so I'm, I'm going to have to turn it down. Right. I, I, I highly regretted that <laughs> that night at home, but I was thinking true to myself. But the fact is, I've achieved success, at least in what I what I determined to be success because I'm I'm living what I consider to be my perfect life. I get to do what I want every day. And the things that I want to do are things that I enjoy. And I get to spend time with my kids and my family, and I don't have to make many sacrifices. Um, obviously, there are sacrifices that you make as an entrepreneur and stuff like that. But in the, the bigger realm of things, I don't have to make I don't have to ask permission for anything. Every sacrifice that I make, the only only person I have to kind of battle with to, to do that is myself and, and, and gauge the risk reward. But the fact is, many of you may not call me successful. Just from a, a pure monetary perspective. Because I'm not chugging in 10% a month, right? My best trading year was 60%. That happened once. My worst trading year was 35%. That happened once. Usually I'm somewhere in the middle, anywhere between 45 and like 50, or like 40 to 50%, somewhere around there. But as we spoke about in the last podcast, when you compound that over years and years and years, I'm going on year 16 right now, that can do some amazing things. It also allowed me to create a trading education business. It also allowed me to manage money, right? There are different things that I can do with this skill of trading just because I'm good. I'm not the best, but I'm good. And that opens up other avenues. So I don't want to discourage you guys if you're not the 1%. I don't want to make it seem like if you're not the 1%, you can't be successful. I don't want you quitting. I want you to shoot to be that 1% if that's something you want to do. But I also want to remind you that you can be very successful. You can be very profitable in many different ways, even if you're not that 1%. So I apologize for kind of giving you the same topic back to back. But I think it was a perfect time just to follow up and, and finally close the door on this subject. I know there were a lot of questions about it. By the way, if you do find yourself in that boomer buster kind of category that we spoke about earlier and there's an obstacle in your way and you don't know how to clear it, get some coaching, right? Check us out at www.tier1trading.com. We do a great job of assessing traders. Our community does a great job of kind of beating you down and then building you back up bigger and stronger than before. As always, you can start with that risk-free 14-day trial membership. That way you can make sure our philosophy on teaching, our philosophy on the markets is the right fit for you before making any type of investment. www.tier1trading.com. Make sure you rate and review the podcast before you leave today. I appreciate it. I love you guys and I'll see you next episode.